welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Shafran, episode eight. We made it, guys. It's the last episode of season one. Oh my God, we're so excited. <laughs> we couldn't be happier. <laughs> we, we are so overjoyed. Um, and it's not because of what was in this episode. It's because it's over. But we'll get to that. I am not drinking any tea, and I'm pretty sure Sophia is not either. No, I am not. All right. And hopefully this will be our last episode without Eski as well, because we're going to pick a show that we're all going to enjoy next time. All right. So now I'm going to take us through what happened in this episode. And it was quite a lot, especially for this show where um, usually they take things pretty slow. Okay, so we're at a party at the Adams family house and Shasu and Davut arrive together. They seem to have kind of built a really nice relationship over the course of the last episode. And Medine and Sali also arrive and Medine is having cramps, which immediately we know like that's not gonna be mentioned for no reason. Something terrible is gonna happen to her. And then we see that Jihan is at the party. Shasu forgives him immediately and is like really flirty with him in like a uh, not cool way because it seems like she's just trying to make Maran jealous. They are sat at a table away from everybody else, I guess away from all the basilisks and the other table is having a lot more fun. So they decide to dance and Jihan and Shasu dance and then Shasu like dances at Maran in like the most awkward way you've ever seen in your life and she's trying to make him jealous but it's just so weird Shasu then goes for a forest walk with Maran trailing her I guess this is supposed to be like foreplay for them and the professor arrives at the party her name is Tutku so uh Ural takes her aside and um, Maran and Shasu go to the lake to hook up. Of course, they love the lake. Still haven't learned why that is. Do they go together to hook up or she, like, they meet at the lake, but it's like not, like, Shasu goes there and he follows her. I mean, he definitely follows her, but I feel like she knew he was following her the whole time. Like, she was leading him there. I don't know. But then um, Ural takes, Tutku Hoja to the stables where the girls and Gunsum are waiting to tie her up, which is kind of horrifying. Uh, Shasu and Maran are post-coitus on the dock and she says she loves him and they start to kiss and a giant wind comes up at the party. So clearly this is very significant. And Gunsul chants to the professor and is like trying to exercise her, exercise the snake from her, I guess. And then we get the title card. So, wow, lots has happened before the title card. Then we see, this is like the most shocked I was the whole episode. Shasu's back is all scaly. And it's actually like really pretty <laughs> the way they did it. It's very like iridescent. Uh, but yeah, she's turning into a snake, I guess. I don't know. And she says she feels like she's turning into someone new, which is very funny. Jihan and Lakwu chat about treason and how they're going to do it. And we learn that the lady Gumsu is the oracle. 
Jihan is pissed off that they're going to have peace with the humans again and says, let's take our revenge. We'll learn what revenge he's talking about later. Dawood uh, grabs his heart, but also it might be his stomach, depends, we're confused, uh, and falls down outside the party where Noah could see him, which is a great move. Shasu comes back to the party, but luckily she has such incredible hair that her hair covers the entire open back of her dress and no one can tell that she has a snaky back, which she doesn't do on purpose. She just did it by happenstance and uh, lucky that she did, I guess. Um, Shasu sees Jihan and they like break off their flirtation wordlessly, basically, and it's very unnecessary. Maran comes to see the professor. Oh, this is so gross. Also, I hate this. He sticks his hand down her mouth and pulls the snake out and then kills it. Ugh, gross. Mirach is uh, there, again, our most useless character, and he's going to help Jihan carry out Shahmaran's revenge. So we learn that the revenge is Shahmaran's revenge against um, Jamsap, or and the humans, I guess. But is it Shahmaran's revenge or is it Lilith's revenge? Oh, that is a good point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I bet it's Lilith's revenge because Shahmaran seems like a nice deity. Yeah. Um, Medine has been cramping this whole time and suddenly realizes that she's bleeding. And so Sahli goes to find Ural and is freaking out. And then Diva, who I guess has like psychic powers, says, oh, a girl is giving birth to a snake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So but not only that, when a girl is giving birth to a snake, it's the last omen that the prophecy is about to become true. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Not sure how they knew that it, a snake was going to come out instead of a baby, but <laughs> here we go. Um, then uh, Shasu goes to look for Davut, um, but Miraj is following her, and I think he wanted to stab her, but luckily she sees Davut and like runs to him, and then Miraj loses his opportunity. Uh, then Maran is there, and he starts some fake-ass compressions on Davut. They looked so fake, and <laughs> says that his dad um, can't come help, which was weird. I wasn't really sure what was going on. Shasu calls an ambulance, but Maran doesn't give her the address. Instead, he bites, which by the way, she should know the address. She friggin' lives next door. Dav uh, Maran bites Davut with his basilisk fangs, and apparently that's enough to bring him back to life. And we're gonna have to talk about this because if my dude is immortal, how does compressions not work but snake fans do work and was he dead or was he gonna wake up anyway like i, I think understand. he was gonna wake up anyway but that just yeah. like shocked him into waking up okay yeah that was confusing um okay uh medine is seizing and they're taking her down to the pool shasu is puking i guess she's just freaking out and maran decides to explain the legend of shah maran to shasu a college Professor, person who just taught a class on Shahmaran, so I'm pretty sure that counts. <laughs> but let's let's be clear that this is like an apocryphal version. Yes, yes. Um, that is not the same version. If you've been listening closely since our first episode and you heard the history section, 
Um, this is not the official <laughs> quote unquote, because it's the very old story, but I mean, Lilith is not, nowhere to be found in the um, legend of Shahmaran. Right, right. Yes, that is a good note. <laughs> this is not the real mythology of Shahmaran. Okay, so we learned that the dark one is actually Lilith, and we can talk a little bit about who that is. Um, Jamsap, we learn, is the young guy from the cliff flashbacks who keeps trying to kill himself, but it doesn't work. Shasu um, doesn't want to believe. Another yeah. note, sorry. I think yeah. in the first episode when we talked about him, we mentioned him with a different name. Oh, who, who Shamaran's lover was? Yeah, yeah. So just to put into context that in the show, he's called Don't Stop. Right, and and I remember when you were doing that section, you said that there was a lot of like different names that people called that guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then Maran explains that the prophecy is that one day a marked basilisk and a human will love each other to death, which is just lovely. The girl will go to live underground and then Shahmaran will be reborn, leaving basilisks and humans to live in harmony. And it's the only way to thwart Lilith. So I guess that is the heart of the whole show that we've been waiting to understand. Yeah, um, literally. It yeah. took eight hour long episodes to get to this very specific thing that was impossible to predict. <laughs> yep 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 he also says that the human has to be a descendant of jamsap and by the way davut is uh actually jamsap <laughs> God, this show is so dumb i'm sorry <laughs> oh my god and he's jamsap is also the man that we saw killing himself or like jumping off a cliff in the first episode right right trigger warning <laughs> yeah so i guess they did pull off the surprise i didn't think that davut was actually going to be jamsap so that was surprising yeah i i originally thought remember from the first few episodes i thought that maran was going to be jamsap but then he had the weird scaly stuff in the eyes and the fangs so he obviously was not <laughs> right right but i guess like if we would have been paying attention more closely, we could have assumed that it was going to be like Maran is the snake and then someone else has to be the human. Right. Yeah. So Shasu. <laughs> and then they try to explain why he abandoned her mother and they basically are like, he always tries to kill himself and he didn't want to try in front of his daughter, which whatever, but like, don't make that a central mystery of the show. If that's going to be your explanation. Yeah. Yeah. That was explained. And like, also, like, why does the mother have hallucinations? Why does Shahsu have hallucinations? We have no clue of that yet. Like, there's well, they been said no it was like the leftover, like the inherited guilt. Of yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, I have my 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 problems with the show making mental health, uh, yes, yes, a plot line, or like a device for history for the development of the story itself, but like. I just, I cannot with that. <laughs> yep, agreed. And then Moran says he fell in love with her in spite of the prophecy, which is like, oh, God. 
I'm sure that's... We always knew. You know. Although, apparently, according to the episode, well, I might spoil this, but, like, there's a part of something that he is not aware of, that his father is withholding from Right, him. right, right, right. That's true. Um, but he did know who she was the whole time, and the falling in love thing, I'm, it's just hard. It's hard for him to talk about it in the show because it makes me cringe because I don't believe that they're in love at all. Uh, then Shasu runs away. And yes, we learned that the final condition of the prophecy is something that Maran is, has not been told. So I assume it has something to do with him dying because why else? Obviously not. <laughs> it's a Harry um, Potter style. Yes. He must die in order exactly, to see exactly, exactly. Um, and then... <laughs> we so always know they don't die, actually, because that's the whole conceit. They have to be noble enough to want to sacrifice their own life but then their nobility itself will save them from death basically yep i'm not sure moran deserves that kind of saving <laughs> i mean he's the most to me he's like the most rescuable character yes yeah he hasn't done anything sure. bad the um, sisters were like like comic relief that wasn't funny enough and then right he's like the, guy that you're like okay I could root for this dude I could I'm I not could. I'm not sure if I want to but I can't <laughs> if the show was different I could possibly be rooting for him <laughs> um then Maran and Jihan run into each other in the woods and then Jihan strips his shirt and like bullfighters him it was so weird I don't know if you noticed that but it was just like the weirdest interaction um takes off his shirt and then they fight but we don't see the fight, of course. Then um, the Oracle is going to run and find Maran because she needs to tell him the last part of the prophecy. Seems like maybe they should have handled this beforehand. And Medine is giving birth. Um, Marach goes to see Davut and calls him Jamsap. And by calling him Jamsap, I guess he like resurfaced all of his memories that had been hidden. And so Davut immediately takes the dagger and tries to kill himself. So that's fun. Love to see that on TV. And um, yeah, we have to talk about whether he succeeds or not, because that's confusing too. Confusing, indeed. Yep. Then um, I guess Maran won the fight, but unclear. Jihan and Maran are both alive, but separate. And Shasu runs into Arun, who is snake face hoodie guy. And she makes a force field around herself and <laughs> blows him into the lake, which was straight up the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. What the hell Agreed. is this show playing at? Um, and she's also like very zen during the experience. She seems to be like chill about it, like meditating. Um, then a snake comes out of Medine and you're all kills it. So that's also super disgusting. I really hate that I saw that with my eyes. And all the snakes, like weird, it's like killing a bug, like black stuff comes out when it's like, like a giant amount of blood spurts out. That's in my what the fucks, but like I don't think that snakes have blood in that way. In like, their head, also. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they do, because the rest, I don't know, they're cold. Mooshes out. Let's see. Do snakes have red blood? Red? Yeah, red. I don't know. I thought it was very odd the way that they splooshed also. 
Um, oh, yeah, that's disgusting. And then finally, Maran asks Shasu if she believes him now, and they kiss because that's a normal reaction. And then Lilith sits up and a white cobra hisses. And that is the end of the season. So that's happened. So now we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. This episode has a lot to talk about different than the previous episode that was very uneventful. It truly does. Yes. Okay. So uh, yeah, that was one of my things like snake blood thing was weird. Also, this woman like Medina not noticing that she's bleeding until like way late. That was pretty odd to me. And and why is Jansu like Shahsu? Why is Shahsu like now full of scales? Like that was just confusing too. Right. Because if she's like the human part of the sacrifice, why is she turning into a snake? That doesn't make any sense. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I it's it's odd. I guess it's his mark on her or something. Um and then like how, like how is them falling in love gonna like soothe Lilith that to me is confusing like, yeah how... I don't I couldn't tell like there was something about Shasu going to live underground so maybe she like traps her or keeps her company or maybe her body becomes the one on the slab you know mm. I don't know but yes it was not explained yeah yeah for sure um that was quite odd um and then what else i mean i'm surprised they didn't have to kill the professor i thought they were gonna have to kill her in order to exercise her from the snake what was the point of the professor what was the point there was no in theory because if she would have succeeded in convincing shahsu to go in the hole then shahsu would the prophecy wouldn't have come true and Lilith could have killed all the humans on earth mm. but could it um Arun have done that just the same? I think he tried. Like, that's why he sent Jihan to send her to Anavarsa. Right. Because I right. think Arun is, like, too scary looking. Like, he looks too much like a snake to, like, mm-hmm. talk to a human normally. So he had to send someone who doesn't look that much like a snake. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I can buy that. Yeah, that was so bizarre. Like, it doesn't make sense that that's the reason why he left his family. Um. It makes more sense that it's because he just like forgets his life and starts a new life all the time. Like that makes the most sense. Um, and also like, as you mentioned, and and but like the first time he gets the heart attack or whatever, we don't know that he's immortal, so we don't know that like he's not gonna die, obviously. Right. But like right. that he gets stabbed, we do know that. So I'm guessing that he's just gonna revive afterwards, like. But then I don't get why Jihan sends um, this dude to kill him because he's not going to succeed. I mean, is it possible they don't know that he's immortal? They must know that he's immortal. They have to know. I mean, like, that's part of the mythology, I would assume. So maybe it was a special knife? (laughs) It could be. Like, it could be, like, the omen and everything's in line. So, like, 
but then like what has to happen between Shahsu and Maran for the thing to be real like they had sex on the dock Mm -hmm. like what else needs to happen yeah because yeah I also thought like one as soon as they had sex that it would be like done and whatever whoever would be dead and all Mm -hmm. that but I guess not there has Mm -hmm. to be another step yeah who knows who knows um I also thought that Medine what they did to Medine was so unnecessary poor woman and she dies at the end doesn't she I'm pretty sure she was dead I mean I don't know but she looked dead to me that was super awful like that was so unnecessary it was disgusting to watch it was totally unnecessary to the plot like the next omen could have been like I don't know, like a bird flies by with a snake in its mouth. Like it didn't need to be that. It was so. No, but it had to be something shock value. Yeah, it was shock value for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but then also, what are they gonna do with Sally? I think they're gonna have to kill him because, like, he's not gonna like stay quiet after that. Right, right, right. They're definitely gonna have to kill him. I mean but maybe they need human sacrifices for something. I don't know. Maybe he finds Davut and I don't know. Cause I'm sure Davut's not dead. I mean that they just told us he was immortal. It'd be really weird if he was dead all of a sudden. Mm. True. Oh, true. I don't know. I feel like everything's too confusing and like what's going to happen to the world if they just kill all the humans? Like is, are the serpents and basilisks going to rule the world? Like what? what's the whole point of killing all the humans? Right. Like, like are they going to take money? Like what? I don't understand <laughs> the motivation. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's like a pride thing kind of thing. It's like a revenge thing. Right, right. It's revenge for something that happened... 10,000 years ago, probably more. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. And it's, it's funny that like all the sisters are there all the time, but they like, don't, they don't know how to do anything. Like Maran and the dad are the ones that are always like doing the actual things. Yeah. The monetary visions. That's a really good point. Um, the girls are like completely useless. It'd be, it would have been better if the sisters actually had something to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Also, for a moment, I thought that Shahmaran was Maran's mother, and that's why she died or whatever. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I didn't think about her at all, but Maran's mother has to have something to do with this. Yeah. I'm sure. Maybe that's the final part of the prophecy that they have to tell him about has something to do with his mother. Could be. Oh, I wanted to talk about Lilith. Mm -hmm. so she is a a female figure in mesopotamian and judaic mythology um and she is basically a primordial she demon and she is also sometimes the first wife of adam depending on the theology and she was banished from the garden of eden for not complying with and obeying adam um she's mentioned in the hebrew biblical hebrew in the book of isaiah 
And in late antiquity, in Mandaean mythology and Jewish mythology sources from 500 CE onward. She's also in the Babylonian Talmud, in the Book of Adam and Eve, and in the Leviticus. So that's pretty interesting. Um, basically, she's uh, she her origin changes a lot, but she's just a bad demon lady, and that does yeah. not seem to say change. She's also in. I don't know if you watched this one, like in Sabrina. No, um, no, I didn't. She's the wife of the devil. So, mm -hmm. like the first wife of the devil, because I think right. she, in some mythologies she's like the woman who corrupts Adam, isn't it? Mm. yeah i'm sure i'm sure um yeah it's she's like uh oh apparently it means spirit or demon in cuneiform hmm. according to Wikipedia. that's cool yeah interesting um yeah so she's bad news and also it's pretty funny but if you look at the wikipedia article for lilith um, which is a painting from 1887. She looks oh, yeah. so much like Shasu, like how they made her up with her crazy hair and everything. Uh, it's really interesting and funny. And clearly they took inspiration for the show from this painting. Could be. Um, okay, anything else for the gossip section? No, I think not. I mean, I'm probably other stuff that we could talk about, but I can't think about it right now okay all right so now we're going to move on into the history section where Sophia is going to tell us something else about snakes we weren't sure we wanted to know <laughs> what happens when you choose a show about snakes there's just snake facts everywhere <laughs> So the history section for today is based on something that Medina said, that she said that some snakes, so, you know, that they're having this whole discussion with Sali because he's like, oh, maybe you're giving birth. And she's like, I'm two months pregnant. I'm obviously not giving birth. And she like says that some snakes give birth after two months, which is weird. Um, and I didn't know this, but apparently some snakes don't actually like birth eggs. They birth like actual snakes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I definitely didn't know that. I thought that only mammals did that, but maybe that was really stupid of me. No, I don't I don't think it is. I just think it's one of those things they teach you when you're a kid and then they're like, oh, oops, there's actually exceptions and we didn't. Actually <laughs> yeah. Um, so this kind of reproduction is called ovoviviparous reproduction. Um, and basically it's like a live birth. So the males fertilize the eggs and they develop inside of the female. But instead of laying eggs, the female keeps the eggs inside of her during gestation. And when they're ready, the snake lets like hatch out. Um, so there are snake eggs, but the eggs like grow inside of her. Um, and then she gives birth to the eggs and they leave. So what kinds of snakes give live birth? <laughs> you um, make it sound like such a fun question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's so unusual like why have hadn't we heard of any of this before so apparently vipers boas anacondas most water snakes and all sneeze all sea snakes except for one wow genus. so there's yeah there's the death adder 
which is an Australian snake um, that live in the southern and eastern coast of Australia and Papua New Guinea. Um, and they're very, very poisonous. Um, and they are oviviparous and they can give birth to 30 snakelets per birth, um, which is scary. <laughs> then there's the Western diamondback rattlesnake, which is one of the largest rattlesnakes in the world. And it lives in the U.S. and Mexico, probably where you are, Sammy. <laughs> Um, and they carry their young for around six months. So wow. way longer than Medine, let us know. Um, and they give birth to 10 to 20 live snakelets. And the, yes. and the snakelets begin hunting and using their venom within hours of their birth. I find the word snakelet very alarming. I know, it's so weird. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we have the green anaconda, which is the one of the biggest snakes in the world. Um, and they're not venomous. So we know that like anacondas are constrictors. So they like choke their prey to death. This article does not know, but it may be one of the largest snakes to give birth. And they live in South America and, and se they are semi-aquatic. Then there's the Eastern garter snake, which is small and harmless to humans. <laughs> And it's one of the most common snakes in North America. Um, and yeah, they, they like it's it's not like a mammal birth where like the mammal needs to feed with like from the mother. They just like give birth and then the snake lets leave and live their life, whatever. They like don't get attached apparently. Um, then there's the eyelash viper which lives in South and Central America. It's highly venomous. Uh-oh. And it, it comes in a lot of colors. And they usually eat small birds and amphibians. Then we have the yellow-bellied sea snake. Um, yeah, actually, the snakes that terrify me the most are like sea snakes more than a land snake. Because I feel really? like it's so gross how they move. It's weird. <laughs> And these ones also uh, like have a just, I don't even know if gestational period is the right word, probably not, but like they also like carry the snakelets for six months and then they go like shallow water to give birth. Um, odd. And then the last one is the boa constrictor, which is typical to South America. And they can, they carry the young for, they carry the eggs for four months and then they give birth to 30 snakelets. Um, and they also have one of some of the biggest babies, which sounds terrifying. Yeah, the snakelets of the giant boa might not be so low. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, that was yeah, less I horrifying than snake snakes inside people. True, true. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I think we're ready to move on from this section. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> okay, fine. If you insist.
So now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is what the fuck, Sultan of Success, and Fatima's hit list. So what the fucks? There's so many. The scales on the back of Shahsu, the omen about the woman giving birth, all the snakes being like squashed and like black stuff coming out of their head. <laughs> yeah. Um, jumps up like continuing to kill himself even though he's immortal thinking that he will not survive one time when we know that's not going to happen um yeah i i don't even know what else yeah so my my little ones are and i actually i wrote the snake killing thing twice <laughs> two different notes about how ridiculous the splatting the snake was and the like ketchup squirt of whatever out of its head uh, because Moran does it too yeah um and then I have what the fuck to Maran's shirt is so oversized like I looked at his like the seams that are supposed to be at your shoulder were like basically at his elbow I don't know why he was wearing that shirt it's ridiculous um what the fuck to Maran's fake ass compressions on Davut like they looked so stupid <laughs> and I know you can't like wail away on an actor's chest but come on we can do better than that you made a snake crawl inside a human's head you can do some CGI stuff um and then I have what the fuck to Lilith I feel like this is like when we finished Atier. And there, all of a sudden, Horus was being involved in some mythology that had nothing to do with him. And I feel like that's what they've done with Lilith. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. she she definitely has something to do with snakes, but um, she doesn't have anything to do with the story of Shahmaran and John Sop. So why? Why are you putting Lilith's good name into this mess? Agree. Um, also, uh, Shahmaran's dancing. That deserves a what the fuck. It was weird that the whole dancing scene was odd because she was like flirting with with uh, whatever his name is that just blanking Jihan, from her head. Yeah. And then she's like looking at Maran and like, it's odd. <laughs> it was so awkward and weird. <laughs> yeah. And um, finally, what the fuck to everyone involved in this show? What are you doing? Do you not understand how to make entertaining television? I don't get it. We've been doing this for such a long time please do better okay sultan of success who you got i guess lilith because she was able to wake up from her eternal sleep that's a good one that's definitely because even though maran and shasu have fallen in love it doesn't seem like they've successfully done anything to help prevent lilith indeed okay and then fatima's hit list I don't know. I guess it has to be jumps up because if he can't be killed by everyone on earth, maybe he can be killed by Fatma. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for sticking with us. I know it's hard sometimes to listen to a podcast where people don't love the thing that they're talking about. It's much easier. <laughs> more fun to listen to fans of something so we're going to really try to find a series that we love for the next um season of our podcast thank you for sticking with us uh congratulations to 
Lilith for being our Sultan of Success. We hope you come out and murder all of the main characters in the next season. Watch out to Jamsop. We are sending Fatima after you, but actually you should just like keep an eye out and call her over because clearly you need some of her help. Uh, next yeah. episode, we don't know what we'll be listening to, but please feel free to interact with us via the Spotify polling feature. There's Q and A's after every episode. You can write in shows you want us to watch or you can tweet at us. And uh, maybe we'll think about setting up an email as well. I've been thinking about that. Um, thank you all so much for listening and we will talk to you guys again next time.